What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actor Robert Downey Jr. and the movie Nine Days. First, let's talk about the career of Robert Downey Jr. The early part of his career was filled with comedies. Downey appeared in the movies Weird Science with Anthony Michael Hall, directed by John Hughes, Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Downey and Michael Hall even ended up on Saturday Night Live as members of of the cast for one season in 1985. One of the early performances that garnered Downey a lot of attention was in Less Than Zero, where he plays a drug adult teen. That movie is not very good, except for Downey, who's giving it his all. It was an early indication that Downey Jr. was going to be a successful movie star. Downey proved he was both a reliable leading man as Charlie Chaplin and Chaplin. His performance earned him his first Oscar nomination for Best Leading Actor, and he proved to be one of the best supporting actors with scene-stealing turns in Home for the Holidays with Holly Hunter, directed by Jodie Foster, and in Wonder Boys with Michael Douglas and Tobey Maguire. It's been well documented that Downey has gone through a lot of personal struggles, and many people viewed him as someone who would never reach his full potential as a performer. However, he turned his career around with one of the best stretches an actor has gone through in modern history. From 2005 to 2008. In 2005, he starred in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Val Kilmer and Michelle Monaghan in her film debut, directed by Shane Black, who is the master of the buddy comedy films with Lethal Weapon and the Nice Guys. And that same year, Downey had a supporting role in Good Night and Good Luck, a fantastic film by George Clooney with David Strathairn playing respected news anchor Edward R. Murrow. In 2006, Downey starred in the very underrated indie film A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints with Rosario Dawson. In 2007, he appeared in David Fincher's Zodiac as journalist Paul Avery with Jake Gyllenhaal and Mark Ruffalo. Interestingly enough, all three stars went on to join Downey in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Downey, of course, as Iron Man, Ruffalo as the Hulk, and Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. And in 2008, Downey starred in both Iron Man and Tropic Thunder. Downey's box office success during this time period is unmatched. Altogether, his films have made over $15 billion. That's fifth most all-time by any actor, and the films he's been the lead in have made over $14 billion. That's the most ever for a leading actor, mostly due to the Marvel films, but you also have the two Sherlock films that each made over $540 million. This is one of, if not the greatest comeback in Hollywood history. One critique of Downey's late-stage career that I think is fair is that he stopped working in smaller films. After the first Iron Man, he's played Iron Man eight more times, and he's great as the character. I just want him to have a more varied career, and he did also play Sherlock Holmes, and like I said, those two films also made a ton of money. I just want him to go back and being in a film that gives me a surprise performance. That's one of the best things about his earlier work. He was unpredictable, but while playing Iron Man over and over again, he became very predictable. I felt the same way with Johnny Depp playing Jack Sparrow 
Sparrow over and over again. Yes, I love seeing him as the character, but at some point, enough is enough. The only time since 2010 he has not been Iron Man or Sherlock Holmes have been in the film's due date, A Poor Man's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and The Judge, an average at best courtroom drama, and Doolittle, one of the worst kid movies in recent memory. And I loved him playing Iron Man. I just think he has a lot more to offer movies. I think Robert Downey Jr. is an incredible actor, and he's more than just Tony Stark. I just want to see him play more characters. I don't think that's a big ass. He is an actor. That's what actors do in an early part of his career. He did it a lot. The later stage, he has not been doing as much stuff outside of the Iron Man. So hopefully, now that the Iron Man is over, he can go back to being a somewhat serious actor. My two favorite Robert Downey Jr. performances come in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, where Downey is hilarious as Harry Lockhart, a thief-turned-actor. He has great chemistry with both Val Kilmer and Michelle Monaghan. I think the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool movies owe this movie a lot. How Downey is the narrator. There's a lot of similarities between the two. I think in some ways the Deadpool movies are a Kiss Kiss Bang Bang knockoff. And way more people have seen Deadpool than Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, so they're going to think that that originated that type of tone of movie. But I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is the more original film. If you watch that movie after you've seen Deadpool, you're going to know what I'm talking about. My other favorite Downey Jr. performance is, of course, in the first Iron Man. I had no expectations going into that movie, and then I was blown away by Robert Downey Jr. as that character. I mean, he's kind of the opposite of the Bruce Wayne, like his version of Tony Stark loves being a billionaire. He loves being a playboy. He's fantastic in that movie. And he originated the tone of like all the superhero movies and all the type of performances you get in the modern superhero blockbuster. The guy who originated it all is Robert Downey Jr. And it's also one of those movies you watch now and you're like, this isn't even that great of a film. He's just giving that compelling of a performance. And that's something I really do think of when I think of Downey. He is the type of actor who gives better performances than the movies deserve. Like Chaplin is not a very good movie. But the reason you're willing to watch that almost three hour film is because of how compelling Robert Downey Jr. is. And those are the best type of actors. Like Home for the Holidays is at best an average comedy and Downey Jr. just goes for it and gives a terrific supporting performance. Downey Jr. is better than most of the movies he's in. Even the ones that are really good. The most underrated performance of Robert Downey Jr.'s career comes in Wonder Boys where he plays a book editor who hasn't had a hit in a long time. He's a lot of fun in this movie with Michael Douglas and especially Tobey Maguire who is also incredible in the film. Not enough people have seen this movie. Downey should have gotten a Best Supporting Actor Oscar nomination. I love his final scene with Michael Douglas. The best year of Downey's career is inarguably 2008. First he starred in Iron Man, a film that would put him back on the map, making near $600 million at the box office. And he starred in Ben Stiller's outrageously hilarious satire, Tropic Thunder, as an over-the-top method actor who takes himself in the craft way too seriously. His performance got him his second Oscar nomination, this time for Best Supporting Actor. Downey had the best of both worlds. He was in a big, beloved comic book movie while also 
getting critical acclaim. And I wanted more of that from Downey's turn as Iron Man. I wanted him to play Iron Man while also make movies like Tropic Thunder. And along the way, he kind of stopped doing that. He was only Iron Man. I wanted Iron Man with a mix of Tropic Thunder. We didn't get enough of that. I think we were robbed of other great performances from Downey Jr. And other Marvel actors during the time period where they played heroes have given really good performances in other films. Ruffalo was in Spotlight and Foxcatcher while he was playing the Hulk. That's what I wanted from Downey Jr. I think there was a way he was able to have the best of both worlds. Play this iconic comic book character and give great performances. And really the only year he did that was 2008. It is far and away the best year of his career. And I would even make the case that he should have gotten two Oscar nominations that year for Best Leading Actor for playing Tony Stark and Best Supporting Actor for Tropic Thunder. Yes, I think he's that good in Iron Man. He should have gotten more awards attention for how good that performance is. Downey's next film is one I'm really excited for. He's set to have a supporting role in Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer along with Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Florence Pugh, Rami Malek, Matt Damon, Dane DeHaan, Josh Harnett, and Benny Safdie. I'm really interested in Downey in this movie for exactly what I was talking about. It's him working with a great director in a non-Marvel movie. Even without seeing the movie, I can already tell you that Downey is going to deliver something compelling in this movie. Just watch Zodiac. When he works with a director like David Fincher, he delivers great performances. I'm super excited for this film, and I'm super excited to see Downey Jr. remind us all he's a great actor outside of playing Tony Stark in Iron Man. Here's my list of must-watch Robert Downey Jr. performances. Less Than Zero, Chaplin, Home for the Holidays, Wonder Boys, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Good Night and Good Luck, A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints, Zodiac, Iron Man, Tropic Thunder, Captain America Civil War, and Avengers Endgame. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Nine Days. Here's a quick synopsis. A man named Will is given a near-impossible task, choosing between five unborn souls, the one who should live a full human life. This is a film I've heard a lot of good things about, and I've been desperate to give it a watch. The film stars Winston Duke, Zazie Betts, Benedict Wong, Bill Skarsgård, and Tony Hale. It's a movie that's even better than what I expected it to be. The standout performances come from Winston Duke, who in a short period of time has become one of the most versatile actors working today. He was one of the best things about Black Panther as the intimidating Mbaku. He also appeared as the character in Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Then he played the fun husband in Jordan Peele's horror film Us with Lupita Nyong'o. And now in nine days, he's playing Will, a man who's cynical about life because he's experienced it and has been disheartened by it. Winston delivers one of the best leading performances of 2021, especially during the final scene of the movie. Winston Duke is just one of those rare actors who's very different in each and every role. There's no distinctive quality he brings from movie to movie. He doesn't turn on the movie star charm like you'd be shocked that this is the same guy from Black Panther. He's kind of like his Black Panther co-star Daniel Kaluuya in that way. Like, it's amazing that that's the same person from Get Out is the same guy from Black Panther. It's the same with Winston Duke. I mean, there are kind of a lot of similarities between Duke and Kaluuya. I mean, they've both been in a Marvel movie, Black Panther. They both worked with George 
Jordan Peele, Kaluuya on Get Out, and Winston Duke on Us, and they both get lost in their roles, and they are two of my favorite actors working today. You should know the name Winston Duke. He's an incredible actor. Also in this movie is Benedict Wong, who is one of the best supporting actors working today, and he has kind of become one of the main faces of modern science fiction films. He's appeared in Sunshine, one of the most underrated sci-fi films. This film is a film directed by Danny Boyle. Killian Murphy is in this movie. Rose Byrne is in this movie. Chris Evans is in this movie. A lot of people from this movie have become massive, massive movie stars. He was in Moon with Sam Rockwell, Prometheus with Michael Fassbender and Charlize Theron, The Martian with Matt Damon, Annihilation with Natalie Portman, and now Nine Days. All of these are some of the best modern sci-fi films. And the one thing they all have in common is Benedict Wong, who seriously is one of the best supporting actors. Like, you don't know the name, you know him from Doctor Strange. He is incredible in everything that he's in. He's one of my favorite actors working today, and I hope he keeps appearing in science fiction. And finally, Zazie Betts gave two of the best supporting performances of 2021 in the Western, The Harder They Fall, and in nine days, she plays Emma, a soul who is trying to be picked to live and has a positive viewpoint on life, something that Dukes will find troubling because he sees a lot of himself in her. Winston Duke will next star in Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, and in Marked Man as journalist and activist Marcus Garvey. Benedict Wong in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and Zazie Beats in Bullet Train with Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Logan Lerman, Michael Shannon, and Brian Tyree Henry. The film is directed by David Leach, who previously Bates worked with on Deadpool 2. Nine Days is a fantastic debut for filmmaker Edison Oda. This movie has a lot to say about life, and I think the most interesting thing about it is that no two people can agree on how to succeed at life. For instance, Bates' Hannah argues with Kane, played by Bill Skarsgård, over his pessimistic viewpoint about what life is actually like, and clearly he sees her optimism as a weakness. At one point, he asks her, are you watching the same real world as I am? That was the most powerful moment the movie has to offer, and you can understand the argument from both viewpoints. Bad things do happen all the time, but you should also enjoy life and realize that there's a lot of good in life as well. And Duke's Will agrees with Kane's viewpoint during the film because he's dealt with the heartbreak and seen others deal with it as well and by the end he resorts back to the way he used to be and sees what Emma sees in life. Nine Days is not a straightforward standard movie. It's one of a kind and I love movies with crazy premises that are really about how hard life is. Like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind I think one of the biggest compliments I can give this movie is that it feels Charlie Kaufman-esque in that it gets straight to the point it's not cute. It's not entertaining just for the sake of entertainment's sake. It's thought-provoking and has a lot to say and says it. The movie also has a lot in common with the Disney Pixar film Soul in that both films have complicated premises, yet they're both super simple at the same time. It's also a perfect way to describe life itself. Like, that's why I think these movies are so good. As a human being, you can relate to all of the feelings that Winston Duke, Zazie Bates, and Bill Skarsgård are having on life in this movie. You can watch this movie 
And in some days, you can agree with what Winston Duke is feeling like. In some days, you can feel like the Zazie Bates character. In other days, you can feel like Bill Skarsgård's character in this movie. That's the brilliance of this movie, is your opinion is going to change based on how you are feeling about your actual life. And that's very rare in a movie for you to have a different feeling on it based on where you are at. And I'll be the first to admit, this movie is a slow burn and it's probably not for everyone. If you're looking for the funnest movie of all time, this isn't the one for you. But if you're looking for a movie that's meaningful and thought-provoking and something by the end you're going to love, if you invest in this movie to the end, I think you're going to be rewarded with one of the best film endings of 2021. Winston Duke in that final scene is amazing. Zazie Betts in that final scene, really without saying anything, just based on her facial expressions, in that moment, they give two of the best performances I've ever seen. And another great thing about that ending is the unpredictability of it. You could not have seen that ending coming. I love movies where you cannot tell where it's going in the middle of the film. Like, we love the movie The Power of the Dog. Everyone's talking about The Power of the Dog. You can kind of see that ending coming. You cannot tell where Nine Days is going. And it's one of those endings that after I watched it, I felt way better about the movie overall. Yes, I thought the movie was really good, but where it ended was pitch perfect. Here's some closing thoughts for you. I want to get back to my point about Robert Downey Jr. and my issue with him only playing Iron Man. Zazie Betts and Winston Duke are perfect examples that you can do both big comic book movies and still do great work outside of that. Bates, of course, was in Deadpool 2 and Joker, and Duke is in the Black Panther films. They're great in those movies, but they're also just way better in movies like Nine Days. I'm not mad at actors for being in superhero movies. I'm mad at them when they're only in superhero movies, and I'm super impressed when they're able to do multiple things. Look at the years that Benedict Cumberbatch and Andrew Garfield are having. They are in two of the biggest movies in the world, yet they are also in a number of really great smaller projects. That's what I want out of my comic book actors. I want them to be in the big superhero movies and also deliver movies like Nine Days. And that's what Betts and Duke are doing. And that's why I'm really excited for their careers moving forward because I love them in those bigger movies. But I also want to see them in 50 more movies like Nine Days because I think these are the movies that are really special and really unique. There are a lot of movies like Iron Man that are going to continue to be made. There are a lot of movies like Deadpool that are going to continue to be made. There are a lot of movies like Black Panther that are going to continue to get made. There aren't a lot of movies like Nine Days. Nine Days is a movie that should have gotten a lot more awards buzz. Like, I actually think Winston Duke should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars. That's how good of a performance this is. Not enough people have seen this movie. Do yourself a favor and check it out because that Winston Duke performance alone is reason enough to give this movie a shot. You're not going to regret it. It's one of those rare films that's going to stay with you long after you've seen it. And I don't know about you, but those are the movies I'm desperately looking for. I don't want to watch a movie one time, think it was great, and then never think about it again. Nine Days will keep you thinking about it, and it will make you think about your thoughts on life. Nine Days is one of the best modern science fiction films. It has a crazy premise, but it's also super simple at the same time. And for me personally, those are the best kind of science fiction films. Thanks for listening to this edition 
edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday. I highly recommend you go back and watch the work of actor Robert Downey Jr., and definitely check out the movie Nine Days. Next week, I'm talking about the career of actress Dakota Johnson and the movie The King's Man, starring Rafe Fiennes, written and directed by Matthew Vaughn. So tune into that, and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.